So call day was yesterday. Yes, call day was yesterday. And and you got called to? I got called to be the campus pastor at Concordia Academy in Roseville, Minnesota, which is super exciting for us. We're going home. We're both, my wife and I are both from there. We actually met at the high school that I'll be uh, Whoa. I'll be at. So <laughs> it's kind of like the gross. Meta. Yeah, like the the barf, you know. <laughs> High school sweetheart story. Oh, that's type so gross! And, all that. and you've got a you've got a little daughter now too, we do, don't you? Yeah, and one on the way. So we are. Oh, another on the way! Yeah, I forgot about that. We get to graduate, and then we get like two days later to have our kid, and then like a week or two later we get to move. So you know all that's, that type of stuff. As that's well. awesome. So, well, okay. Listeners, I've got Andrew Asp in the KFUO studios with me. Thank you again to KFUO for letting us use your studios. A reminder, this is not a KFUO podcast. We get way too geeky for them, so do not hold them accountable for anything stupid I say. I know Andrew won't say anything stupid because he is a fourth-year seminarian who has his call now. And is is pastor elect? Is that what we were saying yeah, earlier? I, I can't know, call you pastor yet. Right. Uh, you better call me pastor, yeah, exactly. but I can't call yeah. you pastor yet. I know. <laughs> so That's you're right. going to back home to the high school you went to. That's right. And you're going to be the campus pastor. We're going to try at least. We'll see. <laughs> I think that is awesome. That was kind of a dream job of mine when I was your age. Yeah. Um, but, oh, man, I was not prepared to do anything You make like it that. sound like we're, like, ages apart in, in we age, all, you know I'm, what I mean? You're, you're in your 30s, right? Yeah, 30, yeah. 30. Sure. Yeah. Are you 30? I'm 30, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am 40 this summer. Well, yeah, so, like, we're in the same decade-ish. How many something. heart attacks have you had? Zero. Yeah, I've had one. <laughs> so, you know, I feel older. I have more gray hair than you. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> And today we're talking about Ecclesiastes. Yeah, speaking of gray hair. Yeah, know. speaking of gray hair. And I, it hits different for me now post-heart attack. Sure. Listeners out there, I had a heart attack at Thanksgiving. Um, I'm totally fine. I'm perfectly healthy now. I've got another 40 years if I don't eat hamburgers every day. So I'm thinking another 20 years. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll split the difference. There you go. Uh, I'm totally healthy. It was a genetic thing we didn't know about, plus some poor life choices. I was maybe listening to some things in Ecclesiastes a little too much <laughs> that eat, drink, can be merry stuff, yeah. But um, it hits different Ecclesiastes, uh, listeners. If you've ever read the the Bible book Ecclesiastes, that's what we're going to talk about today, and it's it's kind of heavy. Yeah, um, you might have heard parts of it in some songs, you know, uh, a time for this, a time for that, etc. So, I, but I hadn't read it in, in quite some time, and it it was a new book to me. Um, it's, it's a heavy read, but there's some beauty there, and it points towards something beautiful. It doesn't say the beauty of the gospel, and we'll talk about that later, but it points to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Andrew, I'm, I'm so excited you're here. Uh, Andrew, the seminarian, Andrew Asp, who's going to, where are you going again? The church? I'm going to, uh, it's Concordia Academy in Roseville, Minnesota. Awesome. So, but what about you? I mean, you got a call I, yesterday, I got a too. call, well, too. On. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, this is the first time announcing it on God Geeks, because I've been sitting on this information a little bit. Yeah, I know, uh, right? not, not very well. I've been talking to but it's a lot of people. We, we talked about it. We before, talked about know? it. But uh, I am officially going to St. Mark Lutheran Church in Houston, Texas, with uh, I think I can call him a good friend now, uh, Pastor Matt Popovitz. Nice. I'm really excited to be learning from him. And, uh, and he's kind of a rock star. He's so, a rock you know, star. Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll, I'll drag him in the other direction, whatever. What's the opposite <laughs> of a rock star? Um, so that's going to be fun. Maybe, you know, he. I'm going to talk him into being on the podcast too. Oh yeah, you got to. You yeah, got to. and his, his we have a mutual friend Frank Hart, Pastor Frank Hart, 
who has agreed to be my uh, co-host. I don't know if he realized awesome. uh, I was going to take him serious when he said that. But <laughs> so when we when we get settled in Houston, there's going to be a new co-host. And and hey, we can always call you in, Andrew, and get an update. Yeah, on man, your call. See how that's going. I'm in. That sounds so. Great. All right. Uh, this is again. Everyone knows that while I've been at the seminary, when I do an episode, it means I'm doing an assignment <laughs> I, instead of a paper. I'm doing an episode of the podcast, and uh, we did one not long ago. I think last semester with um, Lawton Thompson. You know him. Oh yeah. And we did the Psalms. Um, and it was also for Professor Seleska, right. who is the professor for our wisdom literature course. Right. And wisdom literature would be the the genre in the Old Testament that would include um, Ecclesiastes. What else, Andrew? Uh, Job, Psalm, Song of Sol- or, uh, no, Job, Song of Solomon, sort of. Proverbs, Proverbs as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those would be the big ones. And, and there's some general things. Exactly. Uh, there, There's some, okay, this is the way, there's wisdom. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there, There's some, yeah. Okay, this is the way you might want to live in a world where there's sin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right, yeah. uh, and consequences for sin. <laughs> um, so, so that's that's kind of what's going on there. And in that episode with Lawton, I, I played a game with him where I would read uh, song lyrics or psalm lyrics, and Ooh. he had to figure out which one was it. Uh-oh. And he, here's the trick, though. I know you've read Ecclesiastes. Right. But you might not have read the the easy-to-read version Oof. or the Living Bible or the Message. Uh-oh. So more modern English. And I might even change some of the words. But yeah. you've got to tell me. Here's your game. Okay. Is this something from Ecclesiastes? Sure. Something from a movie or okay. a pop song? Okay. So it's a, a little trickier. You might be able to figure out, oh, it's not from Ecclesiastes, but can you figure out the movie or pop song? And you get bonus points. Uh, and and the, so the swag you get. Well, the question is now, is this going to be a, a movie or song or something in my generation? Because we're so far yeah. apart in age, uh, as you already talked okay, about. Okay, I'm having fun with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what you know from, from ages past awesome. uh, in pop culture, too. I'm all about it. Let's so you'll it. get points, bonus points if you can name the movie or or musician or or maybe the chapter in Ecclesiastes. Oof. Extra bonus points. And I got some uh, KFUO swag for you yes. uh, if you get enough points. Um, well, I already gave you something. I'm right. going to take it away if you don't get there enough points. That's that's more Ecclesiastes-like. <laughs> it really maybe, is. Maybe that's more Job-like, that's I guess, a little, Yeah, that's but, a little know. Job. All right, yeah. so, so here we go. I'm going to start you off. Sweet. And remember, it's not going to be the exact wording you're used to. Sure. The key to a happy life is to accept you are never actually in control. Ecclesiastes movie or song? Oh man, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. I was <laughs> like, like that sounds like Ecclesiastes. Is it? I think it's Ecclesiastes. No, no, it's very ecclesiastical. Yeah, can right. we say that? Yeah, sure. But it's from Jurassic World. No way, <laughs> Chris Pratt. Uh, no, I think it was a different character. Nice. But, okay. You know. Okay, here's another one. Let's see. Um, history merely repeats itself. Nothing is truly new. It has all been done and said before. What can you point to that is new? Okay. Now, that's I, that's got to be Ecclesiastes, because that's kind of like the introduction, Ecclesiastes 1 feeling. Oh, bonus points. Yes. Ecclesiastes 1, Nailed that's it. 9 through 10. That's the Living Bible version. Okay. Uh, it's, it's an okay translation right, for things yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah. It gets the gist, I uh, it guess. It gets the gist. You know? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I close my eyes only for a moment, and the moment's gone. All my dreams pass before my eyes, a curiosity. Oh, man. See, 
that's a that's a song lyric. But I'm so bad. I'm so bad if I don't hear the tune. <laughs> and I if tried I, to not say it like like know, the tune. I know. If I hear the tune, I'm like I can I can get it. But uh, I'm gonna give you a point. It is a song. Okay. It's from Kansas. This is an old one. Okay. Yep. Uh, All we are is dust in the yes, wind. Yes. Yes. Dust in the wind. Close so my so fun fact. So I actually did this. Uh, I actually did. Um, this we we did a sermon series when I was on Vicarage about Ecclesiastes. Okay, and one of the pastors who preached on one of the on one of these uh, on one of the verses used that song as the oh, uh, perfect as the uh, like illustration to open up his sermon, and he actually played like a forty five of the of Kansas. It was really cool. So that's cool. Yeah, an actual forty five. I know. I'm like yeah. so. I got it. It was there. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Uh, God doesn't punish the wicked and reward the righteous. Everyone dies. Some die because they deserve to. Others die simply because it's random and it's meaningless. Oh, the meaningless thing at the end is going to be what throws me. Uh-huh. I was I wasn't going to say Ecclesiastes until that part. I I'm, I'm thinking not Ecclesiastes. I'm thinking a movie. Okay. Yes, you're right. But I don't know it what it did movie, sound yeah. very Ecclesiastes though, yeah, doesn't it? The meaningless thing. At the I, end I took of out a little bit of it. Uh, it. The actual line is: "Others die simply because they come from Minneapolis." Oof. <laughs> it's from the movie home. "In the Line of Fire," and that Ooh. was John Malkovich saying it. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Okay. Yeah, that was very Ecclesiastes. Like, all right, here we go. Some die from the because they're from Minneapolis. I'm from Minneapolis. <laughs> I, know. I picked that up. <laughs> <for you. laughs> all right. That's not good. I. Uh, Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. Ooh. My faith is shaking. Oh, dang. I thought for a second you were going like the police there for a second. Oh. Uh, okay, read it again. Exactly. <laughs> Which is like creepy. Uh, okay, read it again one more time. Every step, and, and I might make it more lyrical just to throw you off. There I'm, you just, go. I'm, I'm doing some things. <laughs> every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaking. See, I I, I don't think that's Ecclesiastes because I wonder I wonder about the faith thing, you know? Like, ah, okay. Like the faith the faith part is the part that I don't know how much is actually discussed is, that's explicitly not in, yeah. in Ecclesiastes. So you're right, so, it's yeah. not that. So that's my clue out. That's so, my that's my copy. Are you gonna go with movie or song? It sounds too lyrical to be like to to not be a song. So it's got to be a song. It's a song. I will give you a hundred extra bonus points if you can name the per, the artist. Give me, say it one more time. One more time. Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaking. Uh, yeah, I got no idea. It's Hannah Montana. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that should have been in my wheelhouse. I don't know. Yeah, what's... I thought that's something you would. Wow. You would enjoy. All right. I'm, I can't uh, believe you found a Hannah Montana quote. There you go. Yes, that's, I mean, that's that's probably the first time she's surprisingly been poignant. Yeah. Yes. All right. Here we go. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what He has made crooked? That's got to be Ecclesiastes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But it's also a movie. Oh, really? They quote yeah, they quote directly at the beginning of the movie Gattaca. Oh, really? I, with I Ethan Hawke. I've never even heard of that movie. It's a, oh, so good. It's it's an Ecclesiastes movie. Oh, I mean, sweet. they start off with a quote from it. Oh, yeah. It's it's beautiful. You should see it. It's a Gattaca. great one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever. Put it on the list. I'm in. Add it to the list. Yeah. All right, you watch it. Come back. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I'll give you my full review of my breakdown. <laughs> All right. I went out there in search of experience to taste and to touch. And to feel as much as a man can before he repents. Wow. That 
Okay, so up until the very last line again, you're like killing me with these last, uh, like, last, the last pieces. Line. The, up until that last line sounds like Ecclesiastes. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ecclesiastes. You are wrong. No! You are on, wrong. Man. That is the, the song by the wonderful band U2. Oh, yeah. Classic. And it's called The Wanderer. Ooh. Yeah. See, my sister's a big U2 fan. Me, I never got into them. But, I mean, they're not bad. I just never, like... Oh, they're great. Never really... So, on the, on the Psalms episode, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we saw how U2 was, was very much influenced by the Psalms. Yeah, sure. Um, it turns out their, their album, Octong Baby... Uh, was influenced by Ecclesiastes, which was their oh, sweet. their big follow up uh, after the albums they had that were influenced by Psalms. So, yeah. Cool. yeah, they worked their way through the wisdom literature, definitely. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you uh, maybe a couple more. Here we go. Death smiles at us all. All a man can do is smile back. Hmm. Death smiles at us all. All a man can do is smile back. That's. I don't think that's Ecclesiastes. That'd be a really Stretch of a translation. That would maybe. be a stretch. <laughs> so, sounds like a song. It's got to be a song. Nope. It sounds like a movie. It's a movie. Okay, you're going with movie. I'm going with it's movie. Gladiator. Oh, Gladiator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Good. Yeah. Movie. Great okay. Movie. In my short life, I have seen everything. I have seen good people die young, and I have seen evil people live long lives. So why ruin your life? Don't be too good or too bad, and don't be too wise or too foolish. Why should you die before your time? Wow, these really sound like Ecclesiastes, like ish, you know? ish. But 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 I don't think that that exact idea ever comes out in Ecclesiastes. Like there there's stuff about like about like you know you dying and like all of your stuff goes to somebody who you know whatever. But uh-huh. it's really self centered. Uh-huh. So it's like I'm gonna say. I'm going to say movie on that one. No, it's actually the easy-to-read version of Ecclesiastes 7, 15 through really? 17. I think it might be a little bit of a stretch of a translation, but it's yeah. there. I, yeah. I went back and looked. I was like, no, I don't remember reading that. Right. But I looked, and it's like the, the ESV and NIV kind of have that idea, too. Like, don't be overly righteous or overly this. Really? Like, okay. Yeah, you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. So why stress so much about being perfect? Yeah, right. Yeah, like it, it. the The idea totally fits the vein of Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. but like it just it, it, that that translation maybe feels a little, almost explicitly like handing over the 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 meaning of what it actually is. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like, and that where, that's what I was struggling with when I looked at these these other versions, these translations that that make it easier to read. Is yeah, they were. Uh, spoon feeding you a little, little too much. You didn't sure. have to work as hard and struggle right. with Ecclesiastes, which I think might be important when right. reading Ecclesiastes. Yeah, I think that that's. I think that's part of the experience is yeah. to is to wonder what this actually means and how it applies to us. And stuff. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so listeners, check out these other translations, but be a little careful because they're even um, the last part of Ecclesiastes has a lot of allegory going on. Yeah. And some of these interpret the allegory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One way or another, right. with their translation, and that's something to be aware of at yeah. least. Yeah. So that being said, here we go. The faster runner does not always win the race. The strongest soldier does not always win the battle. That's a movie. That can't be Ecclesiastes. But what movie? <laughs> this is a problem. I'm not good with quotes like that. It's a movie. That's that's all I got for you. No, know. it's Ecclesiastes. No way. Easy to read version again. Uh, chapter nine, verse eleven. It goes on. Wise people don't always get the food. Smart, smart people don't always get the wealth. Okay. Educated people don't always get the praise they deserve. When the time comes, bad things can happen to anyone. Okay. I mean, it, it's there. That's yeah, that. Right. It, once you hear it all, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I remember well, that. Especially as you finish that idea too. You yeah. Know? It's that's that's part of 
part of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe maybe one more. Okay. Let's see. Uh, death is what gives life meaning. To know your days are numbered and your time is short. Death is what gives life meaning. See now these last these last few have got me all screwed up because because uh, the first the, my that's first, what I'm going for my first thought is death is what gives life meaning like that can't be what Ecclesiastes has in there but but to know your days are numbered and your time is short I know right I'm gonna say not Ecclesiastes you're right okay what is it <sighs> man I don't know uh, it's 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 not lyrical enough to be a song. So movie. It's a movie. It's yes. uh, from Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the ancient one in oh, Doctor yeah. Strange. There you go. So I I noticed something going through all these things, uh, movie quote after movie quote, and all all kinds of songs. Um, Ecclesiastes has this way of speaking to the world on their on their terms. Yeah. Um, everyone who 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 is. <laughs> has some wisdom, who looks around the world and sees what's going on, recognizes the things in Ecclesiastes, whether they acknowledge God or not, like the author of Ecclesiastes does, yeah. they're still going to see the suffering and the injustice and how good people don't always prosper and evil people sometimes become president and right. or leaders or rich or that kind of thing. Right. And it hits a chord with... Our society, I think, yeah. e- even today, and and there are there's movie after movie and song after song, whether or not they were influenced directly by Ecclesiastes, they're coming to the same conclusion. Right. What in Lutheran theology or in, in Christian theology in general, what what doctrine is that kind of um, circling around? Yeah, what are I mean, we talking like, about? I think I think the idea is is sort of you can use the term like natural law would mm-hmm. be sort of your 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 general term, but natural law sometimes gets gets twisted in the way that we actually talk about it or think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 base concept that's behind it is that there's this there's this hardwired sort of designed way that we that we have uh, in all of us in all of creation that that creation was made and designed with a certain intent and with a certain sort of design to it. And as long as you are kind of living in step with that that certain you know design and intent, like great, but. The problem is sin, right? Yeah. And so, if we have sin and brokenness that enters into the world, it makes it to be where it's it's really difficult for us to actually always uh, uh, walk in step with that, right? Yeah. And so, so because it's so hard to walk in step with it, that's what that's what we call the law, you know. So we we talk about the law as God's perfect will for for humanity, yeah. for creation, yeah. right? How things should be. How things should be. Exactly. Things should be right. They should be righteous, right? But but we look around and they're not. Yeah, and so before before the fall, before Adam and Eve, you know, like ate the apple and whatever, or the fruit, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> we're gonna call it, uh, probably a pomegranate. Exactly. But whatever. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but who would actually want look at a pomegranate and say this is this is appealing for you know for <laughs> whatever? That, that's beside the point. Uh, anyway, so before that, like this is how it all worked, and it worked it worked well. God looked at it, said it was very good, right? Yeah. But then after the fall, now all of a sudden we struggle against the law. So we always tend to look at the natural law and say, well, law equals bad and gospel equals good. Yeah. But the reality is, is that the law is good, but we, because of our brokenness, right. we kind of butt up against it. We struggle against it. 
And uh, I think that that especially comes out in Ecclesiastes when you are trying to figure it out by yourself and you're trying to yeah. uh, live in a world that is broken yeah. and that has brokenness within ourselves, but also all around us. And, you know, if we try if we try to live in that brokenness, like there's something that's a tension there. You know, yeah. there's something that kind of leaves us something to be to be desired, you know. And so I think that that gets into this idea. And, you know, we can talk about the, yeah. big, the big word in Ecclesiastes, right, which is hevel, hevel, hevelim. Is hevel, this, hevelim. This Hebrew hey, word. What's that mean? Know? Yeah. So it's there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of different ideas that you can come out of it. Uh you know, breath or mist or vapor. Um, vanity but, of vanities. Some yeah. people have, have heard it described as yeah. meaninglessness, absurdity. Um, and so when I when I preached on this one time, I, I talked about um, when I was my very first job that I ever got. I was like, you know, 13 years old or whatever. I got a job at Bob's Produce Ranch, right? It was, okay. a, gro- it was a grocery store. And it was all on one level. And the first day, the the my manager, who was like a high school kid, he told me, he's like, He's like, hey, uh, I need you to go down to the basement and get me a bucket of steam. And I said, all right, sweet. You know, first day on the job, I'm trying bucket to make like I'm trying to make like a good impression. <laughs> so I was like, yes, sir, and you know, go off to to first of all, you know, how am I going to get a bucket of steam? I don't even know how to do that. Second of all, <laughs> like, there's no basement. So here I am walking yep. around the back with this bucket, Classic. looking for the basement, you know. And finally, you know, the manager comes and gets me, and he's laughing with you know the couple of the other employees. But the point is of this whole story is like. If I would have got, even if I would have found the basement, which didn't exist, yeah. and even if I would have been able to somehow find, find the steam, steam yeah, exactly. <laughs> how was I going to be able to carry the bucket of steam up to, yeah. you know, up to the manager or whatever? And the answer is, you you can't really. I mean, yeah. it, like, so the point is, is it's this transient thing. It's this thing that that kind of slips through our fingers. And what, you know, the author of Ecclesiastes is talking about, Kohelet or whatever, is uh, he's talking about. That's what the meaning of life is in his experience. Yeah, he tries all these different things. He tries to look for the meaning of life, but it's yeah. always slipping through his fingers like hevel, like yeah. breath or vi- mist or vapor. And and Ecclesiastes, you said Kohelet. That's that's the the Hebrew name given. So we're not sure if it is Solomon. It might be Solomon. Yeah. But it's some dude like Solomon who had everything. Yeah. Who's smart? Who's been gifted everything? He's he would fit into our society in a lot of ways because because we're living in communities and and you know the Western world where a lot of us we have everything. Yeah. Right. Um, one of my favorite bands, the Arcade Fire, had an album out about five years ago uh, with with a song called Everything Now. Yeah. Um, and it was all about how digitally, even right now, we have everything. We can order anything we want. Yeah. We, can, we can watch any movie we want, any song streaming, everything, and yet we feel emptiness. Yeah. And I love that song, and that would be a great one. I was thinking about listening to that one. Yeah. But they have a new album coming out next week, and they released two songs from it. And listeners, I'm going to put a link to their music video. That's that's going to be our cultural artifact today. And so right now, I'm going to make Andrew watch it in studio. Uh, listeners, I'm going to play some of the song. If you want to pause the podcast and click on the link and watch the video, it hits some of the themes home even stronger. It's a two-part song, Lightning 1 and Lightning 2. And I want, I want to prep you a little bit. Who controls Lightning? Zeus, obviously. Yeah, Zeus. Well, even the ancients knew. <laughs> right. Does man control lightning? No. Of no, not. it's done to us. Yeah. The weather is done to us. Yeah.
welcome back, uh, listeners. That was the Arcade Fire, their new, their new uh, hit song on all the radio stations you haven't heard. Uh, Lightning Two is probably the the song we'll focus on the second half of that yeah. that song um, off their new album album We, which comes out May sixth. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm plugging them, but you I, I am on purpose. Yeah, right. Uh, I, like I don't listen to them a lot. I haven't I haven't heard much of their stuff, but that was really sweet. I mean, I could get I could totally get into yeah. that band. You know, I there was a time in my high school years where um, <laughs> I went to a very fundamentalist type high school and and we were told, you know, only Christian music, only Christian music. Yeah. And so like they had a, a, a CD burning thing where you would bring in your, your albums and CDs and throw them in a, a bonfire. And, and me and my friends, we skipped <laughs> nice. that and had our own CD burning party. Yeah. And, you know, we copied CDs. It was yeah, called right. CD burning. Exactly. And uh, I, I, real, I started to realize then that, that, yeah, there's music out there that isn't specifically um gospel oriented it's right. it's not christian per se but it doesn't mean there's not truth in it right yeah you and can i see that all over in movies too you absolutely know? Yeah. and yeah. arcade fire is one of those things for me i find that they ask all the right questions they rarely have the right answer i don't think they're trying to say they have an answer they are exploring yeah. the natural world they're exploring the questions that we all ask as human beings, those universal questions of, of what's the meaning of life? Yeah. Why do I feel empty even though I have everything? Why do I feel like the world is acting on me? Yeah. Uh, we know there's there's a God, but it's still the same questions. And there's a great overlap with people who maybe aren't believers because they still see these things and struggle with these things. And I think right. – as Christians, we should be well versed in the culture around us and understand it and know cultural artifacts that yeah. actually, I, I think if Kohelet were alive today, mm-hmm. if, if the author of Ecclesiastes were alive today, he might be in a band like Arcade Fire. Yeah. He See, really might. And it, it's so interesting because that's, that's it's kind of at the, I, I don't know if any of the band of, you know, any of Arcade Fire, if they're, you know, Christians or believers or anything like that. Uh, but it's so interesting because that's, that is kind of what Ecclesiastes like looks like. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that if I were to like describe it to somebody, I would say it's this idea that he is looking for for meaning in life everywhere under the sun, mm-hmm. but he needs to, he needs the the at the end of the day it's looking quote unquote above the sun you know looking yeah. to the one who created the sun yeah. and everything under it, and you know not to jump out of Ecclesiastes too quickly we'll keep in in Ecclesiastes yeah with yeah it save a that bit. we're gonna close with that yeah I but, want you to close with that but, the, but this idea this is you know you talked about if Kohelet were here would he be in a band like Arcade Fire. My idea, this is this is my thinking on who wrote Ecclesiastes, right? And so, no nobody's going to necessarily know, but I think I, I think there's a lot of evidence that points it to being Solomon, yeah. And I think there's a lot of evidence that points it to being at the end of his life. And I think if mm-hmm. you look at his 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 uh, the arc of Solomon's life in general, I think it supports. Uh, Ecclesiastes supports it quite a bit because Solomon is this guy, he he gets to be king at a really young age and he has this prayer to God and God grants him any wish that he could have. Mm-hmm. And he asks just for wisdom. And God not only grants him wisdom, but he grants him success and wealth and riches. Like he he's so pleased with Solomon's request that he gives him what he asked for 
and everything else, yeah. like everything he could possibly yeah. want. So Solomon goes then and he starts to live this awesome, lavish life, yeah. you know, and he is rock he, star life. Yeah. He's talked <laughs> about as this guy who, who is like, like kings and queens from all over the world are coming mm-hmm. to Israel, coming to Solomon because of how wise he is and how wealthy he is. And he's kind of like the center of the universe in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so, but then what he does is he slowly, he slowly, because of that over time, if you read his story, he he kind of abandons God. He leaves this crack of a door open for these other wives to bring in bring in their idols, and he mm-hmm. tr- slowly starts to turn to those idols. And if you look at the end of his life, mm-hmm. when he's old, he is it's it's this sad story because he is he's like tr- he's living with these idols, but not with. God, not with the yeah. one who gave him the wisdom yeah. in the first place. And so enter Ecclesiastes. And, and he comes kind that. of full circle. Like Ecclesiastes, yeah. uh, there's a line in, in, in the Arcade Fire song we were listening to, um, a day, a week, a month, a year, yeah. a day, a week, a month, a year. Yeah. Every second brings me here and it's repeated. Yeah. And, we, and we see Solomon, I'm going to say Solomon right now, yeah, but sure. Kohelet, we see him talk about time and the sun and the turn of the earth and all the things that repeat and repeat and repeat. Right. And he's gone, he's at the end of his life. And time is winding down for him. Yeah. He's bounced between the poles of all the different things that can happen in life, the right. the good things and the bad things. There's some real cool repetition stuff throughout yeah. Ecclesiastes. And and what what is the truth of the matter? What's he say at the end? What what's his his final take? You ready? It's really happy. Yeah. Meaningless. Everything is meaningless. It's it, yeah. and, and that's that's where that's where Ecclesiastes really ends. And so what's fascinating, you look at, at at Solomon and he he goes and he uses all of his all of his status, all of his yeah. wealth, all of his fame, all of his power to like explore everything that you could possibly look for under the sun and try to find meaning in it. Yeah. And he comes up with the same answer every time. So he, so like you read the, the whole book and it's like these different endeavors. He's like, first I'm going to try pleasure and I'm going to do everything in my entire, in, in my power to just explore pleasure. Then he goes into, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try wealth next. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to just buy everything that yeah. I want. See if that'll, okay. That doesn't no, work. I didn't do it. Then he goes, then he goes for the power thing, like his status, like, yeah. Am I? Am, I'm going to be the most powerful, or I'm going to be the status? That doesn't find you know find any meaning. And he goes through all of these different things, and he find and each one of them ends has him end kind of at the beginning of where he was, you know. And it's not for a lack of trying or a lack of ability because he has he's the richest guy on earth. He has all the all the status, yeah. you know. Uh, as far as he can do it, he 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 does it, uh, and it still co- brings him back to the same question and, or the same answer, which is the question of uh, or the same place he started, which is that everything is meaningless. Yeah, and then and then after that, he says, "Okay, given that, he has a baseline though throughout this, and that is he knows there's a creator God." Yeah, and he says, "The mo- and I'm going to use the the easy to read version again." <laughs> nice. Okay, I think yes. that actually works with this verse. At the very end of Ecclesiastes, the most important thing a person can do is to respect God and obey his commands because he knows about everything people do, even the secret things. He knows about all the good and all the bad, and he will judge people for everything they do. Mm. And you know what? That's that's some full-on law right there. It's true. Yeah. It's totally true. Yeah. And we as Christians have a hope that Solomon didn't quite have. I think yeah. he was trusting in this promise, but he doesn't talk about it much here. Right. But we get to see the answer to all these questions. And for Ecclesiastes, for us, 
it points to something. Yeah. It, it doesn't, we, we can't just leave it hanging there. It's an important thing to struggle with, all those things right. he struggles with. And we should struggle alongside with the Kohelet. Yeah. yeah. But, it points us to something, and and I'm going to give you, hey, uh, your future pastor right. Andrew. I'm going to leave the last three minutes and the last word to you. Yeah. What does Ecclesiastes ultimately point us to? Where is our hope? So, uh, to to start with that though, like I, I want to emphasize this before we jump to that. Okay. Like it's not. I always want to jump to it I, right I mean, away. It, that's the thing, and and we <laughs> always are, and, and a good pastor should, in my opinion, you know. <laughs> but but I think that it's, I'll, I'm putting this disclaimer in mostly for uh, Doctor Seleska. Who who I think is really We're getting wise. a grade on this exactly, so, yeah. but he, he's really wise in saying that we need to we can't jump to the gospel so quickly before we experience kind of what Ecclesiastes is trying to to yeah. show us, you know. Yeah. And I think that that what Ecclesiastes really shows us in a lot of ways is what we can see in so many different endeavors that we see on on the earth, like in the arcade fire song. Mm-hmm. Or Groundhog's Day, the movie, yes. you know what I mean? Similar kind of idea of like, you just over and over and over again, is it is life worth it? Is it is it all meaningless? What are we yeah. doing this stuff for? And, and if we can see Ecclesiastes in that same light as we see so many different endeavors in the world, I think that that's, that experiencing that is so important for us to be able to, yeah. to do uh, before we jump to the gospel. But and it, al- that, so, it allows yeah. us to then have a common ground with people who are struggling too. Absolutely. And then yeah. when it is time yeah. to jump to the gospel, right? how does that relate to this? Yeah. And so so that's the thing is, is there is a time, there always is a time. <laughs> a time and a place under ex- heaven. Everything has a time and a season, right? <laughs> um, but I think that that's, that we, if we jump too quickly to that, then we end up missing people where they're at in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. But when it's time to jump to it, I think the idea is, is that you can't look under the sun, ultimately. You know, Kohelet, Solomon, you know, writes this and he says, I've looked at everything under the sun and it's all coming back meaningless. Yeah. And we have to look at it and say, well, we need to look above the sun. We need to look to the one who created the sun and everything under the sun. We look to God and ultimately the one that that he manifests his ultimate plan his ultimate will his ultimate power is manifest in in Jesus and the love that he that he had in becoming incarnate living the life that we had that we without him would perceive as meaningless and giving our lives meaning and so he he jumps into this world and he lives this perfect life so that we don't have to look for you know meaning in everyone else and i i think that in matthew 12 you know, Jesus himself talks about himself as someone who is greater than Solomon. Yes. And that is yes. such a great line to be able to say, you know, that's where I think like you look back at Ecclesiastes and you say, look, Solomon tried and he yeah, couldn't do it. We got someone greater we have than so- Solomon. That's right. Exactly. And so I think that that is what is so good about what we get to do as pastors is that we get to take a book like Ecclesiastes, we get to come up with those same kind of answers that Ecclesiastes comes up with, and then we get to point to Jesus in in someone who uh, is better than Solomon, who has answers that are better than Solomon. And then ultimately, that points to the resurrection. You know, it, lo- it points to this idea that, yes, in this life, things are going to be broken, but Jesus has come to begin to restore that, and ultimately that we will see full fulfillment of that when he comes again and to, to judge the living and the dead. You and know? make all things new. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, Amen. So, yeah. Andrew, I, the first time you spoke in class, I thought, i got to get that guy on the radio. 
you, uh, I just want to encourage you. You're going to be an amazing pastor. You already are. You just preached to me and all of our, our listeners the, the unadulterated gospel and some really good law before that, which we needed to hear. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being a guest. I want to catch up with you when you get settled. Uh, I can't wait to hear how things are going yeah. and, and, and keep doing this kind of ministry. You're, you're a natural. It's awesome. Well, thank it ain't you. you. It's the Holy Spirit in you through right, you despite exactly. you. But yeah. I'm still going to give you some credit. That's hey, awesome. thank you. Well, and thank you for having me. This has been such a blast. I mean, time went by like nothing. Yeah, we're, we've reached the end of our time. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, and I'm like, we can keep talking for more. So have yeah. me back sometime. I, I, I definitely too. will. Uh, thank you, God Geeks listeners. And uh, thank you for all of your support over the past Six years now, um, many of you have been uh, donors uh, supporting me in my seminary endeavor. Uh, I know all of y'all have been praying for me and supporting me in other ways too. I just want to just say thank you. I've uh, I've reached the end of this journey, and I'll let you know what's next uh, when I get there and how it's going. It's going to be great for you. You're going to be awesome. It, I'm so excited. I want to be a part of your church. Hey, you can. <laughs> We're, well, we are part of the same church. Yeah. We'll just jump down 35. I'll drive, drive all down the way. To, 35 yeah. from Minnesota yeah, all the way. Exactly. All the way. There all you the way go. Down to Texas. All right. Thank you guys, and we'll we'll see you next time on God Geeks. 